Live from New York. It's wow. the show that is welcoming Drew, Greg you are Jennings. way better looking. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was going to Drew looks better than Greg, ever. welcome to the show. Good to Good see to you. Be Great back to have you guys. back. Uh, today, LeBron's short-lived retirement is officially over. Was he actually closer to walking away than anyone realized? Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes on the verge of a three-peat, Greg. Nick expands the hottest take of 2023 and 24, and actually bleeds in a little bit to 20, uh, 25. Yeah. There you go. Sorry. Because you know it's confusing. It's not, it's not confusing. Yeah, it goes over. It's like, it's like New Year. Where'd you get 26? And finally, Greg delivers a list of the best landing spot for future Patriot DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> a little bit of a spoiler future alert. Patriot. That's what he calls him. But it will be good. Yeah. Alongside Greg Jennings, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick. Yes. Are you excited for... I'm excited for Greg's list. I'm excited to see where Greg, because I assume the Patriots will be somewhere on there. Yeah, and I'm curious where they will fall. It's happening in one hour. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I already saw it. Not <laughs> uh, just, you know, I'm not going to lie to the audience. We start with LeBron's return during his acceptance speech at the ESPY Awards for Best Record Breaking Performance. He announced that he is not going anywhere. Take a listen. Can I give everything to the game still? Truth is, I've been asking myself this question at the end of the season for a couple years now. I just never openly talked about it. I don't care how many more points I score or what I can or cannot do on the floor. The real question for me is, can I play without cheating this game? The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. Now, Nick, you broke this story. I did. I had it, you know, I, that he was not retiring. We, we, we read between the lines. No, you did. Of, yes, of his response to Cuffs the Legend on Twitter from yeah, a couple Cuffs, days ago. Yes. That Cuffs is, the Legend wanted to go on a, a nationwide foodie tour. Uh, yeah, exactly right. And LeBron said post-career and future tense. So we knew a couple days before everyone else. Figured but go ahead. It out. Yeah. But um, I think my biggest takeaway was this. Vegas certainly didn't think he was going to retire. Mm -hmm. The media at large didn't think he was going to retire. Uh, Michael Malone said it was, you know, made jokes about it and mm -hmm. said it was a distraction. I think he was actually closer to retiring than we I, thought he was. Well, there was, I mean, and again, I'm not trying to be too self-congratulatory, well, but should, Greg, you, have, you haven't been here that much lately, so you might not know. Wilds, what was my New Year's resolution? Well, to be less humble. Be less humble. And so I will say <laughs> that the day after this, Speak I took less. it seriously. At no point did I think LeBron James was retiring, but at no point did I think he was bringing it up to distract the media from what? The 40-point game he had just put on. Well, at a, it, well, I understand, but he was coming off a great game where he played all 48 minutes, mm -hmm. and no one was going to leave that series like, up. Oh, LeBron can't do it anymore. And so I felt, and I thought the reaction in that moment by Michael Malone and a lot of others was kind of part and parcel with how unfairly LeBron is covered at times. Now, I get it. He is also, it's not like he is, has a shortage of flowers or a shortage of people on television. Yours truly, of course, near the forefront of that, who are constantly telling you how great the greatest athlete to ever live is. I get that. But LeBron got more criticism for after year 20, 65,000 minutes in, mm -hmm. post-breaking Kareem's record, being honest and saying, I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to play. He got more criticism than two other potential GOATs got for actually retiring and then being like, never mind, I'm coming back. Uh, well, no. People, no one, no one criticized Jordan. And Brady, even when he did it, you came on TV and you were like, I'm not sure he's actually retired. I made fun of you for it. And six weeks later, he's like, I'm back. Everyone's like, awesome. We're excited to see it. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was irrational, Greg, that people thought it was implausible that LeBron might have, in a moment of, I think, vulnerability, because he walked out of that Nuggets series, I think, probably thinking, that guy's better than me. 
And I don't when he's lost other series, I don't think you ever thought Durant was better than him. No. Steph was better than him. It's like, ooh, Aaron Gordon that, played well. That, no, well, but Jokic is better. You know, that guy's better than me. I gave it my all. We got swept. And the other elements of it would be, I did get Kareem's record. I did get the title with the Lakers. And the subtext of it that I think people overlooked was this. His goal had been, I want to play with Bronny. He then, in the months leading up to the end of the season, gave some public comments that at least opened the door that Bronny might say, not my thing. Mm-hmm. And LeBron, and so if it's like, okay, maybe I, I can't even do that. Maybe my son doesn't want that. Maybe I, and so I don't think he ever thought I'm retiring. But Greg, I don't think he ever, that he was 100% certain he was coming back. And then I think a few weeks later, he's like, yeah, I'm, prob- I'm coming back. Yeah, I don't think anything is ever 100% certain when you're in that type of moment after losing the way that they went out. However, I never believed that he was going to retire. And I, I can say that with 100% certainty on my, my mm-hmm. end of it, because that's just my opinion of sure. watching LeBron James, listening to him, seeing what he was able to produce in those playoff series. However, when you are in that situation and you are one of the, one of the best players to ever put on a pair of gym shoes and you have a team that is questionable to bring guys back, they hadn't, they hadn't signed Austin Reeves and sure. Rui and all the things. You're looking at going into an offseason. I'm not 100% healthy. Has the foot injury. Can I – he said it. Can I – will I cheat the game? I don't want to cheat the game. So all these things are things that he's thinking of in the moment. When you're going into an offseason, you are hitting that reset button right away. Do I really want to go through this again? Do I have enough? Will I come back and be the player that everybody, no one more than myself, expects me to be? So I think that weighs a lot into it. I wouldn't say that he didn't question whether or not or consider, like, can I do it at the same level? Mm -hmm. Can I be the player that this team needs me to be in order for us to contend for a championship? Because at this stage in the game, that's what it's about for LeBron. It's about trying to get another ring and win at the highest level. It's not about him being the best player on the floor anymore because I don't believe he needs to be that. He has to be. But the standard that we hold him to is not the standard of any other 20, 21-plus-year-old player that's ever played in this game. It's always going to be we expect LeBron James to give us LeBron James type of performances from this moment he got into this league to the moment he exits. He's never the standard will never be lowered for a player like LeBron James 100%. like it has been for everybody else. You know, when you talk about like coming off a vulnerable moment, I have also felt like that after a rough, weird, and wonderful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Wilds, I can't tell you how many times we've ended the show and Wilds has been like, guys. That might be it. I, that, might, that might be it. That might can be I, it from, after a rough G-block. Get, get the, before, oh, I have, no, I have yeah, a real point. Besides my weird and wonderful. That was a real point, yeah, too. I have another real point. <laughs> I believe that, I should say. Uh, my other takeaway here, Nick, was I'm putting abrupt retirement on the board. I don't think that we're going to get, I know we talked about it yesterday, Carl Malone on the Lakers, LeBron. I don't think we're going to get Jordan on the Wizards LeBron. Seeing how close he was, because I do believe that he was thinking about retiring, I could see him calling it sooner than anyone expects. And this idea that he's going to be 45, averaging 12 and 5, and playing 14 minutes and contributing, I I don't think that's in the car. It could be in the car. I I could see an abrupt retirement. Barry Sanders-esque retirement. Listen, I think the – that it is possible, because LeBron, listen, it's not like he minds attention. I think that it is possible that he does do, hey, this will be my last year at some point, so he gets the retirement tour. I think that's possible. If he doesn't do that, Greg, I think it will feel abrupt, because I know people clip this and make fun of me. I believe this. You can check back in three years, see if I'm wrong. I don't think he'll ever be bad. I think he's too smart. And too strong. I 100% agree. And with I you. think that he will. He he clearly is no longer MVP of the league guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Can just will the 2018 Cavs to the finals guy. I don't think he will ever be 15 and eight guy. I think that his size and his IQ. As he could be injured a lot, guy. But I think he will be putting up 26. 
seven and six at his worst. So it will feel abrupt as opposed to the other old guys, Kobe in his final year, Malone in his last year, Kareem in his last year, where they looked like a shell of their previous self. I don't think we're going to see that from LeBron. Hmm. Well, it's because LeBron has never had just one way of beating you. Right. Like, go, take this playoff run. When he was at some of his best performances, it was on the block. Yeah. It was literally put him in the post, play through LeBron as as a big man, as a power forward, if you will. Because he has the size, he can still look over guys, he can still make the right reads and make the get the get the ball to the open guys. That's why when you look at guys who've played long long time in this league, you look at the Michael Jordans, you look at the Creams, you look at the Shaqs, all these Kevin Gar- they only had one style. They only had one way to really truly beat you. Shaq on the post, dunking, sure. being physical, overpowering mm. you. LeBron has so many, uh, such a variety of ways to where he can beat you. I agree with you 100%. I don't think he's going to ever truly be bad. I don't think he has to be 28, 8, and 6. Yeah. But he's going to always be like an 18, 20 point production well, well, guy. Well, I, but yeah, no, one of those ways is miss a three. AD offensive rebound layup. Yeah. They're still contributing. Uh, yeah. We shoot 26%. The last last thing it. on this for you, well, move I mean, to Michael Malone. Well, like, he'll he'll never be bad. He he's 100 years he old. Well, I don't think with he's going to play until he's, like, he's, he's 100 years old. But lastly, I want because two of my uh, at one point broadcasting idols, and now I'm lucky enough to call them friends. That's nice. Dan, not you. Oh. Um, <laughs> Colin Cowherd and Dan Patrick both had a similar criticism today, which was they didn't love the quote that LeBron said, lucky for you guys today is not that day. <laughs> I like it. I got to tell you that, and this is the thing is, it is an honest quote. It would be a, ma- whether you hate LeBron, love LeBron, anything. If he last night said, I'm done, yeah. guess what? We're good for a week. All of we would have been sick. All of us, every sports fan is like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. That we and so it is lucky for us. I know that sounds corny. No, it's fair. But it is an honest. It, it it's one of those things you're not supposed to say, but it is true. I like it, it. It is it 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 is lucky for us that he's going to continue playing. Michael Malone, one of the chief LeBron skeptics, retirement skeptics. Well, Lakers coach Darvin Ham sat down with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein, and he heard everything Malone has been saying, and he's not a huge fan. Take a listen. Mike Malone did a lot of celebrating. Oh, wow. Bring up Money Mike. The the Lakers daddy, right? That's what they call him now, the Lakers daddy? That's what they call him now, the Lakers daddy? I guess you you, you could talk when you win win a championship. God bless his soul. (laughs) This shit ain't over. That's what's up. God bless his soul. All right, your reaction, Nick. Listen, the... In, in Michael Malone's defense, for a moment, he didn't call himself the Lakers' daddy. No, he didn't. It, la- it was the Nuggets broadcaster. It was the guy introducing yeah. him. And I don't uh, think it's like, excuse me, that's yeah, disrespectful. Correct. But in Michael Malone's lack of defense or in his indictment, he did go after LeBron on McAfee totally unnecessarily. And I think here's my only issue. LeBron never disrespected the Nuggets. I may have at various times. Uh, the Vegas that picked the Suns to beat him. Mm-hmm. He might have even felt that Darvin Ham when he said, we'll be all right very confidently. Yeah. We figured things out. Not like an intentional diss, but it was read as a diss. I think it was just the – but Michael Malone, I, Michael Malone reminded me a bit of Sirianni, except Malone didn't do it until after they won, and Sirianni was doing it the, you know, whole, the time. whole time in the midst of it. And I think Sirianni probably would have done a lot of that same stuff had they, of course, you know, been able to actually win the Super Bowl and not lose. Um, and so I don't have, like, a huge issue with it. But I do find it interesting that I think the Lakers have a, a few things that are helpful for them this offseason, which is the Nuggets did sweep them. And they do feel like they really took some shots at them, the Lakers' daddy stuff and all that stuff. So that's my takeaway from it, Greg. I loved it. I love that Darvin Ham is keeping receipts. Like you, there is no way to, for you to continue to try to climb up a ladder and watch a, watch a team and a coach who coached well. Malone did a great job great last job. season, even in the finals against one of the, arguably one of the better coaches in the in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. But what I love is the competitive edge of guys just doesn't disappear. 
Like, Darvin Ham, he played in this league. <laughs> like, so he's going to have responses like this when he feels like you've just tried me and my team. Like, we're going to get back. We'll have another shot. And when we get our other shot, you're going to feel that. What wild. You got swept. What? You got swept. It, you won fewer games than the Timberwolves. That, hold on, it's like, but, this isn't over. Like, it actually is. They, what? what? This, this, this is No, a, he's like, saying they, yeah, the Timberwolves over. lost in five. No, I, I understand what he's saying, but they, they got swept. to the Western Conference Finals. You got swept. <laughs> they got swept. We won as many games as we did. I'm saying you got swept. At a certain point, it's like the guy is allowed to talk all the trash. You got swept. Yeah, but like, he, like, I got, I'm going to put Rui on Joker. We figured it out. But he's Later. saying he's not trying to relitigate. I know we have to move on. He's not trying to relitigate the conference finals. He's saying it's not over. He's saying that's part one in a, in a saga. He's saying yeah, we're well, going to get Malone a chance back, yeah, Actually, it is over. We were on parade. I was okay. fireballs. Oh, my blast. gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Last question because yeah. we're late on this segment yeah. with your – Antics. <laughs> if LeBron was to win the title, would this be the most impressive achievement of his career? The idea that, you know, it's not over. They're going to get another shot at. Well, I mean, title. whether they were to beat the Nuggets or not, like, if the Lakers win the title next year and LeBron is the level of player he was this year, mm-hmm. which I think he was the best player on the team. I think Anthony yeah. Davis was unbelievable. I think LeBron was the best player on the team. I think it'd be the greatest accomplishment of anyone's career. In the NBA. I think the if you could be the best player on the champion in year 21, it would be... here. Here's the full list of year 21s. We can show it to you. That's all of it. That's every year 21 the NBA's ever seen. Wow. All six guys and what they did. If somebody... And by the way, that's regular season. I will give you the entirety of NBA history year 21 playoff numbers. To cumulative stats. 18 minutes, two points. Shout out Robert Parrish. Oh. He's the one. 18 minutes, two points in year 21 playoffs. If somebody wins the title as the best guy, when that when that was the high watermark was God love Vince, but his seven points per game in year 21, it at least is in the argument for the greatest accomplishment in the history of pro basketball. I just think objectively. I, when I first said it, I know you rolled your eyes at me, but I think there is no there's no context for it. So it'd be a hell of a lift. And again, under the context of if he is the best guy, and he is not, you know what I mean? He's not not if he's playing in year 23 on a team that has just won and you know is ring yeah. chasing. Yeah, I think it'd be the great, certainly the greatest accomplishment of his career. Okay, buckle up, Greg, because guess what? The Chiefs might three peat. Oh, I heard. Well, that's coming up next on well, they're a third of the way FS1 there. and the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Literally the only team that could do it in the next two years. That's a good point. Literally the only one. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download the Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF.
And the SB goes to, oh man, Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. Man, no, nah, man, you already took one mic from me, baby. You ain't gonna take another. I got something to say. <laughs> Mahomes won Best Male Athlete, and the Kansas City Chiefs won Best Team at last night's ESPY Awards. A few hours earlier, the Chiefs also were awarded with the expectations of the most confident take of the next two years. <laughs> As our own Nick Wright claimed that they would three-peat. For your listening pleasure, listen to this. The Chiefs are going to win it every year. Correct. But the problem for I, – I actually right. believe that. The Chiefs aren't going to win every year. They are going to win it the next two years. They'll be the first team to repeat. But go ahead. Really? Yeah, they're going to be the first team to repeat. Okay, Greg. I'm going to cut right back. I'm still here. I haven't left. Uh, Greg, your reaction. You said it so matter-of-factly, yeah. too. Like, it's well, just yeah. guaranteed. Like it's, well, nothing's guaranteed. Well, no, I, exactly. Slow down. Like, I, I'm, I'm with you. They have a chance – and particularly this year, well, to go back to back. Of the way. Yeah. But the last – do you understand how hard it is to even go back to back? Well, yeah. The, la- the last team to do it, you know. Yeah. Wilds, you happen to know. Yeah. I was oh. on the team. The 03 04 <laughs> Patriots. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like, that's back to back. Yeah. Three-peat? Mm-hmm. It literally has not been done in the Super Bowl era. Yeah, sure. What you're basically saying is the Kansas City Chiefs are the one team that will continue to improve while no one else gets better, good enough to where they can knock them off their high horse. Pretty good. Well, That's basically what you're well, saying. What I'm basically – well, let me tell you exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the time to beat them was last year and nobody could and now they won't. So here's the – let me give you – The time to let, beat him because Patrick Mahomes was injured? Well, Mahomes was injured. They're playing all these rookies. They had lost Tyreek Hill. The division got better. The Bills took their shot. The Bengals hadn't paid everybody. All these things had happened to where the Chiefs were vulnerable, and yet they ended up holding the trophy. So let me just build the case, if I may, Your Honor. Sure, please. How do the Chiefs under Andy Reid and Mahomes do while defending the Super Bowl? Well, in the last – since the Patriots repeat – they have defended it the best because no one has gone back-to-back. The Chiefs, however, did go 14-1 and in their first 15. They rested in Week 16. They dominated the AFC title game, made it to the Super Bowl, and then with an offensive line decimated by injuries, they lost. But that is as close as any team has come to repeating. So they have that. Okay, what about how they are set up for the here and the now and the future? Well, when it comes to salary cap, they have the 12th most space next year, and they have the 14th most space the year after. That's good for a team that is already awesome. What about, like, bad contracts, dead cap? Well, they have $7 million on the books this year. That's the fifth least, and they have $0 moving forward. That is the actual least. What about these funny contracts? You know how you hear about these teams. They're like, oh, they signed a guy to six void years to try to help the right uh, now. That always um, The Chiefs me. have zero players with that on their deal. What about their best players? How highly are they paid? Well, Patrick Mahomes currently the seventh highest paid quarterback, about to be ninth after Herbert and Burrow and get their contracts. And maybe in a year when the Prince gets his, he'll probably be paid in bullion or something. But <laughs> regardless, he, they could all pass him. We'll see if Chris Jones' thing. And then there is this. What, what are you okay, buddy? Why do you think? Why gold bullion? I, I don't know. I know what it is. to get paid. Why do I think they'll be better? Well, were they playing young guys or old guys? And where's their weakness? Can we show it, though? Just give a little context. Most snaps played on defense by rookies. The Chiefs, number one in the NFL. All those guys will be better. What do the Bears and Texans have in common? They were rebuilding, and that's why they did it. That's why I said the Chiefs won a Super Bowl in a rebuilding year. So, yeah. So, that's... That would be I'll give you that two. would be my argument. All right, here's my argument. Mm-hmm. Why it's going to be difficult. But I'm a Chiefs fan. I've been it's no. a little bit of Stockholm syndrome. Been around so much. I'm like, I guess I also like the Chiefs. One is injuries. Obviously, Mahomes started 17 games the last two years. Mm-hmm. I know we've been watching quarterback, and he's like, doesn't want to come out of the game. But there's a little bit of luck. Kelsey started 17 and 16. Two, look at the schedule. Man, I think you're going to get everybody's best shot. At the same time, not to like negate every my, year. my own point. Yeah. I also think as long as you get the playoffs, you're going to be dangerous. But this one from our friend Warren Sharp, 
Well, I think I accidentally ordered the PDF. I didn't want the PDF. I want the real book. In any event, here's his uh, tweet. Chiefs are next. Let's talk about rest, Greg. KC plays six straight games with less rest than their opponent. Six, and then an emoji with a head exploded. Later in the year, week 12, 17, every single game the Chiefs play is at a rest disadvantage. I've researched back 35 years, and it's never happened before. Yeah, got a lot of prime time. This doesn't worry you at all. Well, no, I mean, I, listen, I understand that, you know, they have a lot of, you know, powers that be rooting against the dynasty oh, from the middle of the country. Nobody wants to see that. You know, there's a lot of coastal bias across media and pro sports leagues, but there's that's fine. Throw more at them. I'm, no, I'm not worried about that. I'm not sitting here guaranteeing an undefeated season. And now come up August, we'll see. But I, but that the rest disadvantage doesn't worry me at all come the postseason because they won't be at a rest disadvantage. Come L- the losing players doesn't doesn't bother you. Losing Orlando Brown that doesn't okay. bother you at all. They're good. Obviously, you lost Juju, but I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like Juju was a reason why they hey. won the Super Bowl. He played, he came up big. He's he came, pretty no, good in the game. He was he's solid. He came I, up. He's big. a great wide receiver. I know, I, and I, I think I think the reason why I think it's it's just not going to happen, Nick. I'm so, and I'm not rooting against them. No, that was I last tr- year when you I kept truly, picking against them. That the was Bills last year. That was, let's yeah, let that ahead. be. Let's uh, bygones no be bygones. However, I do believe that when you look at a team that's trying to go back-to-back, there has to be, like what Wilde said, a lot of fortune in their favor. Of course. Like, you can't have injuries, all the things. What I believe the Chiefs are suffering from, and I could be wrong if they – because they've – if they, if Rasheed Rice turns out to be a guy, which I believe he can be, then maybe they'll hit a home run. But Patrick Mahomes being so good, if their lack of interest in trying to acquire another guy that is an alpha guy outside of Travis Kelsey oh, at no. the wide receiver position, I feel like it will come back to well, bite them so, eventually. So here's the thing. I understand that argument, and maybe you will be correct. Now I lived the, it the, in Green Bay, watching Aaron, Rod- watching Aaron Rodgers and how – we all lived it. Watching Aaron Rodgers and how good he was. The, 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 the Green Bay Packers never thought it was in their best interest to go and get a skill guy. Let's go get a guy in the first round. We can get by with getting a guy in the second round. And I'm not knocking that guy. I was the second round guy. I appreciate it. But eventually it came back to bite them. One Super Bowl, one Super Bowl appearance. Nothing else to show for. Correct. Listen, I think there are a lot of reasons Mahomes is ascended a couple levels past Rodgers. He is. But I want to talk – your experience, I think, is actually the argument for the Chiefs' methodology, which is the reason I have not been – and I know we're going to talk about D-Hop later. Mm. The reason I have not been pounding the table, they've got to get DeAndre Hopkins, they've got to get DeAndre Hopkins, is there is an opportunity cost – Two, if the team had gone out and signed, you know, a year into your career, uh, whoever the D-hop of that time was, what the opportunity would have taken away from you and the way it would have stunted your development. Mm -hmm. And when you have, uh, even though he's on a bargain contract, a super high-paid quarterback, about to have an even higher-paid defensive tackle, I'm never going to get to it, all those things, you need those young players to get the opportunity to become valuable NFL starters on their rookie deal. Now, I liked Sky Moore. He had a very rough rookie season. How much better will he be given the fact that he scored his one touchdown in the Super Bowl and moving from there? And then the last thing I'll say is on that Netflix show, Mahomes is talking about how he never wants to – he wants to make sure he doesn't leave his career with any regrets. As long as Mahomes and Kelsey – are playing for GOAT stakes, for Kelsey's position, for Mahomes, for everybody, I think that is a natural elixir for potential Super Bowl hangover stuff, for the get fat and happy because they are trying to do things no one has done. Mm -hmm. So I just – I think last year was the time to get him, and nobody got him. I think he also said Kadarius Tony could be one of the best wide receivers in the world. Well, that's the other, and I agree with that, actually. I think the guy's maybe a bit of a knucklehead, but he's a hell of a player, man. Chris Jones, in the midst of a contract negotiation, spent optimism around a long term deal. He seemed to be in good spirits on the stage last night. Take a listen. Thankful for the Kansas City Chiefs um, organization, Brett Veach, um, Coach Andy Reid. Um, I was put in a remarkable situation to play with these guys behind me. They score all the points. 
I just go sack the quarterback. My job is easy. Yeah. The wildly underrated Chris Jones, second league in sacks last year, mm-hmm. the all-time. I don't get why he is. He, I didn't even realize he's the all-time NFL record holder for consecutive games with a sack, and he set that record five years ago. Uh, and he's listen, Quinton Williams for the Jets just got paid just got today, paid. Yep. four years, ninety-six million, clutch client. Uh, and <laughs> so I think that you know Chris Jones is going to come in probably four years, ninety-seven million. And then I just do it for okay. you know, I just good people over there. Um, here is the question I have for Greg, though. So Chris Jones is, you know, technically holding out right now. He has also publicly said, I'm going to win Defense Player of the Year. I'm a Chief for life. Exactly. And just showed up at the ESPYs with the Chiefs accepting the award. If you were in that situation, would your agent be telling you, you're killing me, man? Or is it a, this is a signal that, yes, he is holding out? But the Chiefs have nothing to worry about about him coming back because that's how I feel about I, it. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. You can go and do all these things and still conduct business. Chris Jones wants, obviously, he wants to be a Kansas City Chief. He said it. You just mentioned it. What I do love about Chris Jones is he's going to get it done and he knows he's going to get it done. The Kansas City Chiefs know that he, they have the best defensive tackle in all of football. Period. Mm-hmm. He is the best defense. better than Aaron Donald. He's right? the best defensive tackle in all of football. I'm, I, we know, I know what Aaron Donald has been for so many years. Chris Jones is now the best defensive tackle in all of football. 15 and a half sacks last year, 17 TFLs. Like he gets, he, he is so disruptive and he's so overlooked because of how exciting their offense is. But when you pay attention to the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs ends up winning a lot of these games is because that guy right there comes up clutch when they need him to. In the AFC Championship game, in the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs punted the ball back to Cincinnati in a tie game, and Chris Jones got him off the field, which then led to the Mahomes heroics. But also... Uh, Wild, it sounds to me like Greg agrees is saying that the Chiefs have the best player in the league, yeah. the best skill position guy yeah. in the league, Travis Kelsey, yeah. the best They're defensive player in the league, yeah. and the best coach in the league. You know what that sounds like? Uh, three P. Sounds, sounds like three P. Like uh, maybe a two. I'm, it it, like I don't not Once like the Kansas City Chiefs. Then it's only can exactly. you get a one P. And then no, you get exactly. A I mean, can they win one Super Bowl? How hard is that? Yeah, I mean, fine. they've already done. You two kind of agreed with them. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Coming up next, it's weird. And we're talking. Well, Aaron Rodgers is going to yeah. be on Hard Knocks, but he's not happy about it. No, he's not. But is it a great episode of Weird and Wonderful? It is a great episode. Okay. Have you heard, seen these episodes? They're on Netflix. And you- Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia and New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. Off the post and and we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lalas's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are slated for hard knocks, whether they like it or not. Four-time MVP caught up with Vern Glenn of KPIX during a celebrity golf tournament. Take a listen. Hard knocks is coming. Your thoughts? Listen. <laughs> One of the only things I like about Hard Knocks is the voice of God who narrates it. <laughs> right. Live. I hope I get to meet him. But look, you know, I understand the, the appeal with us. Obviously, there's a lot of eyes on me, a lot of eyes on our team, a lot of expectations for our squad. So uh, they forced it down our throats, and we got to deal with it. Last time the Jets were on Hard Knocks, they went 11-5, and Greg. Yeah. I'm going to read you some more here. The Lions went 9-8 and when they were on Hard Knocks, and they were... I know it's a Lions night. America's it's like, team. Yeah. It's like 12 and 5 for another team. Yep. Uh, Cowboys were 12 and 5 when they were in Hard Knocks, and the Rams went 10 and 6. So, this idea that it's a big distraction doesn't bear out for the last three years, at least. Uh, how do you think this is going to play out with Rodgers, the Jets, and some camera crews? Well, he, he doesn't like it. I can tell you that right now. He's never liked exposing what he does as a, as a quarterback when you are. When a lot of what you do is based off of nonverbals and signals and you do it in, in your confines, behind your buried, buried walls, it's like, okay, I got the freedom to do everything. Now, just consciously, you're going to be thinking the camera's on me. 
The camera's on me. Aaron Rodgers is going to be asking them, can you guys not put that in there? Can when you he got – Denver did like the little gun last year. I forgot who did it. Maybe Orlovsky did a I'm good not breakdown. sure, but what I will say, what I would, I would submit to him is embrace it like he's done everything else in New York so far. Like just lean into it. Like, you can't control everything. They're not going to try to out you guys offensively and put all your signals out there. But just embrace it and, and, and see what so happens. So, hold on. Like, I, before we get your anti-Jets rant that you've been working on the last few hours, let me just ask Greg a quick question here. So, I, I, and I, it appears might have been, this is very rare, but I might have been dead wrong about something. I assumed Rodgers didn't want it, or it seems like he didn't want it, because of the extra scrutiny, and there's already he's he's caused a lot of it, obviously, and good for good or for bad pressure and you know expectations, things like that. You're saying just from a pure pure football strategy component, you think it that is the reason he doesn't like it is because Absolutely. he thinks it could put him at a strategic disadvantage. You're you're naturally going to be a little more guarded at what you say, That's what you don't say, and how you say it to to your guys now. Like he is my, he is that locked in at playing chess, not checkers, of what teams are going to try to pull from hard knocks pertaining to as it pertains to his signals, how they run their offenses, different cues, all of those things matter. That's where his mind is. I don't think he has a problem with having hard knocks come in there and, and helping change the narrative of Aaron Rodgers because I think he's done a great job up up until the moment he got signed, or I shouldn't say up until the, since moment, the moment, since the moment yep. he got signed with the New York Jets as far as leaning into the media, mm-hmm. being at every event, whether it be basketball, football, baseball, hockey. concerts, yeah. hockey, he's done it all. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly on the hand signals thing, why can't it just be like a little league coach? Like, hey, it used to be this, but now it's, you know, this. Like, does it, I'm serious. Why can't he change you're, his, sig- you're his signals? Go- you're going to change your signals as the season progresses. So then who cares if, it's, if your signals in training camp are different than week one? No, no, you don't want it. You don't want that. Well, it, it works you're, for 12 because year olds. You're, working, you're, working, you're working on all of that all off season, And now it's like, okay, well, let's come up with some dumb. This is I what he does. I this like is what he does. He's going to have to create dummy calls in, like, the second. We used to do it all the time I in also, Green Bay. By the way, if this is the concern, I, and I, this is not me questioning, you know, hard knocks journalistic integrity, I think they'll take it out. Like, I, yeah. they, they have done the hard knocks. Maybe that is a concern. I don't think it is something he actually has to be concerned about because it's never te- been it's never been an issue. Right. The team and the team does get final say on certain mm-hmm. things. And if they say, hey, this thing, you, you don't show him doing what, you know, this when he's signaling to Lazard, that's fine. Now, hold on. We have to have time. For, I know you I don't have, have a rant. I don't you have, have rant. something about how the Jets are going to have so much attention no. and their schedule's hard I and don't. they're going to be terrible and they're always terrible. I've just been saying it over and over. I, don't, I haven't been saying that. I, uh, okay. I don't have anything. Okay. Then Do I you feel know like that Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown Jets. for 300 yards in 23 <laughs> games? Can you believe that? The, can we show the Jets' schedule? I mean, I just feel like you – Wow, that first column doesn't look great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, Greg. <laughs> oh, and with the pressure Look. of hard knocks there, the Bills, the Cowboys, the mighty Patriots, who we haven't beaten since the late 70s, <laughs> the Chiefs, which you have winning back-to-back, but not three because that's too much. Because of the team in week five, the Broncos. John Payton? What about the Broncos? The, the, there's a guy in Kansas City that's going to be worried about. The oh, that's okay. That was his Chiefs take. Okay, that's fine. Oh, I, didn't understand. Oh, I thought you were talking just about real quick. One game. serious thing about the Jets, because I do think they're going to struggle a lot early in the year. I don't think Hard Knocks has anything to do with it. If they can just tread water till Thanksgiving, that far left column is brutal. That far right yeah, column that far, that's is as good as any team could get to end a season. You get your final week of the years. You it's better than a bye, basically. It's like a bye going in the playoffs. Okay. Patriots at that point will be resting, so starting. It's fine yeah, maybe you will be. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins are the only team in the column there that's expected to be good, and then they obviously have major health concerns. That's so I don't. I think they could be five and six through eleven weeks and potentially be okay. But if you start one and four, one and four, that's six. Yeah. Keep the the. The vibes the, will the be The bloom off. will be off the rose. Yeah.
That's what you're hoping for. I'm not hoping for it. Yes, you are. I'm, yeah, you are. Pat's you know what I'm doing? Analyzing. Oh, okay. Coaching. Coming up next, will Saquon play for the Giants week one? He's going to play very well. I don't think he played for somebody else. Pro Football Talk says Saquon turned down $13 million a year because he wanted $16 million a year. Well, Saquon saw this report aggregated and responded to a tweet saying, not only is that cap, it's actually two caps. It's also too long of a tweet. That's a long tweet. It's too long of a tweet. You know what? Pause your uh, YouTube video or (laughs) I prefer linear cable to be 100% honest. (laughs) Give that a read. Saquon and the Giants have until Monday to work out a deal. According to Diana Rossini, if there's no long-term deal, his availability for week one will be in serious question. For fun, here's the most rushing yards last season, top five, or excuse me, top four. Everybody's making $10 million currently. Saquon's currently set to make $10 million. Yeah. So it feels kind of fair to make $10 million. Well, but the, the lack of the long-term security, I think, is probably part of the problem here. But here's the other part of the problem for the Giants. You cannot value Saquon Barkley in pure running back terms. Because and it's not because oh he's a great receiver. It is the same the same exact logic of awesome player who got arrested in the offseason pending free agency. Guess what? Not going to get as much money. Not going to get as much security because the character issues, the concerns hurt you. When you are trying to build a whole new culture from scratch, as Brian Dayball is, when you had a great start, a surprising first year, as Brian Dayball did. You now have the leader of your team, the most respected member of your locker room, the guy, I would imagine, Greg, tell me if you think I'm wrong, who the other alphas in that locker room are like, yeah, he's the best athlete here. Amongst all great, uh, uh, the group of the athletes, they at least look at him as he's either our best player or one of our very best players. You can't be appearing to squeeze him. So I... So if they offered him 13 and he wanted 16, my point is that I'm a capologist as much as anyone in the media. I I love a good salary cap discussion. But the the 3 million that you're arguing about, you will be damaged so much more in the locker room and your chance of having a good year this year than you will by long term of, ah, we overpaid for Saquon by 12%. So I just think you've got to bend. I just think you've got to bend if you're the Giants. Look, I think it's going to get done. For me, it's you, you make a great point. The New York Giants overachieved last year. Let's mm-hmm. just call it what it is. They overachieved, and largely because of the performances of Daniel Jones and no Saquon Barkley was in MVP conversations yeah. it, during the first half of the season. So how do you go from that you make the playoffs? No one expected you to make the playoffs in your first year as a head coach. And then you have one of the best, your best players, if not the best player on your roster, in question about whether or not we're going to give him a long-term deal. That, that just can't happen. You can't go in reverse if you're the New York Giants. With all of what's going on across and with the Jets country, like the Giants are not going to lose Saquon Barkley and forfeit what they have already established. Even though it was over an overachieving season, they're not going to see that. Yep. These players in that locker room feel like if we did that this year on, in year one, how much better can we be in year two? Now putting even more pieces around Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones improving. Correct. Like defensive having – you talked about the youth yeah. of, of your team, the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. This was a team that had a lot of youth as well. So you can't allow the hardest working guy we, – when we see Saquon Barkley on social media, uh, I know. He's what do we squats. see him doing? Uh, he's doing squats. I, I mean, I've <laughs> seen a lot of that. I've seen, I could take a little less of that. <laughs> I love the guy. He's done a lot of squats. Oh, wow. I mean, you're well, that, say that's that to Greg? He, we, well, Greg doesn't do that. Greg's full body. Okay. The, <laughs> but it's true. The, I, it's just I, he wants a second year guaranteed at least. Okay, guaranteed. So three years, 40. Even if, I, I suggest on the show three years, 40 million with the first two years fully guaranteed, 26 million guaranteed. If that has to go up to three years, 42 million with 28 million guaranteed, you're, it is not. We have seen a lot of coaches, Wilds, have awesome first years and be the talk of the town, and then it goes off the rails on them. They, so if I'm Dable, I think Dable probably wants this done as much as Saquon I'm does. Sure, they, I'm sure they he does. They need him back. Okay, we're going to try to squeeze in another Eagles yeah. topic to my dismay, to be 100% honest. <laughs> Buda Baker says he got trampled 
on the Eagles QB sneak. This was in response to Dallas Goddard, uh, who was on Pardon My Take, and was talking about, like, yeah, I don't know how you guys stop it. I know no one wants us to run it, but we're going to keep on running. Yeah. Nick, you hated this play. No, the NFL, listen, eventually the NFL is going to outlaw it, so I just don't know why they're going to do it now. I'll tell you why. Same reason why it took Major League Baseball one day to be like, hey, you can't put a three-foot-five-inch guy at the plate. Can't do it. That happened 70 years ago. Bill Veck was like, hey, what if we just put a guy out there that's no strike zone? Eddie Goodell. And then there you go. And then they were like, yeah, you can't do it. Because ultimately, it's an entertainment business. And the idea of like, well, if you can't stop it, if the Eagles or any team perfect this, They'll run it every play. And guess what? There's a sport where that looks kind of like that. It's called rugby, and nobody in America watches. Yeah, they're not running this every play. Well, if they got five yards, why wouldn't they're, they? They're not if running. If they perfect it, why wouldn't they? Why would, why, would they do, why would they do that now moving forward, and they could have done it all last no, year? No, I did, but now they have a whole other year. They have a whole like, other year seen, to get better we've at We've seen this play happen mm. over the course of at my lifetime in the National Football League when we need an inch, one yard, yeah. two yards, and it's just perfectly fine when you have a quarterback that's just tucking in yeah. and trying to go. Now all of a sudden it's a problem because the Eagles have had some of the best success that's rate true. doing it. Like, yeah. Stop it. It's, stop it's, it. It's, you know what Literally. it's bad? Stop it. It's bad for television. Oh, and it's a television product. Okay. It just have a bunch of guys just pull up, push a guy in his butt for four yards. That's not what the NFL is right now. They're going to get rid of it eventually. Uh, Mark it down. You're going to be right about it. Mark it. Of course. Coming up next, Greg's D-hop list. Patriots at number one, but stay tuned anyways. (laughs) It's time now for a special segment since we have Greg here. In for Broussard, future Patriot DeAndre Hopkins, still a free agent. In this special segment, Greg will list the top five landing spots for DeAndre Hopkins. Greg, take it away. Well, let's just start with number five. We were just kind of talking about this team and who they should sign at running back. It's the New York Giants. I like that. And the reason why I got D-Hop looking at the New York Giants is it's simple. When you look at what Daniel Jones was able to do, Like, with no one that you probably even know playing at the wide receiver position, it was okay. It was subpar. It allowed them to get to the postseason. allowed them to win a postseason football game. But look at those stats right there. 26th in passing yards per game. Last in 20-plus yards completions down the field. Touchdowns, you got to be better. If you are trying to have an alpha guy, and I understand you acquired Paris Campbell coming off one of his best seasons in, in with the Colts. Now he's a giant. Mm-hmm. You've acquired other guys. You're trying to lock up Saquon Barkley. Why not? Why not go and acquire a guy that ensures you have a number one alpha at the wide receiver position that will assist your quarterback taking the next step? I like, I like D-Hop. With the New York Giants, he improves their offense immediately. At number four, do you want to add No, anything? no, no. You keep going. Oh, I want to hear your top four are, or at, your top five At are. number four, I got the Tennessee Titans. And I'm going to tell you why I got the Tennessee Titans here is because D-Hop has let it be known he's about that money. He's not really trying to take any type of pay cuts. Yeah. He's trying to make sure that he guarantees those dollar-dollar bills. One of the reasons why I don't mind the Tennessee Titans is because DeAndre Hopkins, out of all the receivers that I've seen play in this NFL, he can play with any quarterback. Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis, uh, Malik Willis. It doesn't matter who you have on the center. Just find a way to get him the ball, and he'll make it happen. You look at the leading receiver for this team last year, he's no longer there. That's Robert Woods. He's with the Texans. You look at their young trailer Burks kid he only had 400 and some yards 30 something receptions like the production wasn't there this was a team that never even decided to look outside the numbers and throw the football why because they didn't like what they saw if you want to look what like what you see get a guy like d-hop put him outside the numbers and let your quarterback just throw the ball up he'll make plays for him at number three who is it wild don't do it Absolutely. I got to do it. The New England Patriots, again, you you talk about a team that that D-Hop can just go there and make a quarterback better. What other team would would not like to have that? Exactly. Your Patriots. Bailey Zappi being probably their starter in week one. I know (laughs) 
<laughs> Mac Jones, like again, their leading receiver, Jacoby Myers, he's gone. He's in he's with the Raiders. Yep. Like these are teams that can immediately have a guy at number one. I know you acquired Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. coming over from Kansas City. He gives you production. <laughs> he gives you a solid possession receiver, but he's not going to make a big splash when you talk about Mac Jones at the quarterback position. We've seen Juju Smith-Schuster try to fill those number one receiver voids. When Antonio Brown left, yeah. mm -hmm. it didn't work well. He's not a number one guy. I love his production. When he has a number one guy, bringing a guy like sure. D-Hop, you ensure that your quarterback is going to take a step at least close so, to the right so direction. Who could be ahead Mac of Jones. The, the Patriots? Right. At number two, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, wow. You Look, I understand D-Hop is not trying to take any discounts. Too cold. However, too it's not even about it being too cold. When you look at why oh, they don't man, even man, have man. their number one receiver in the building, that guy being Stephon Diggs, yeah. it's his level of frustration with what's going on with the guy that's his sidekick, or supposed to be a sidekick. Gabe Davis, a guy who I actually liked going into last season, but did not, even though even though the numbers are decent as far as yards and touchdowns, but the 48 receptions, the inability to take pressure off a 1,400-yard receiver in Stephon Diggs. Not that Stephon Diggs needs you to take some pressure off of him, but with last time we saw the Buffalo Bills, what were they lacking? Guys yeah. to get the ball to outside of Stephon Diggs. That was it. If you bring in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, you ensure you're going to give defenders and defensive coordinators problems because now you got to choose. Who are you going to try to stop? D-Hop, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen with the biggest arm in the National Football okay. League and running the ball. That was a little jab yeah. at Nick. Right, but Nick, who's number one? Number one. I know you might not be a fan of this because you feel like your Kansas City Chiefs got it all under control, but I like the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to throw you a little bone here. Please. Just to jumpstart your three-peat. Oh, there it is. That's why there we got D-Hop going there. there jumpstart Nick's three-peat. Look, yep. De DeAndre Hopkins automatically, in my opinion, will ascend the Kansas City Chiefs. Not that they need it, to the Super Bowl. They you, just won the Super they Bowl. They just won, and they want to go back to back. Yeah. You look at, you listen to Nick, yeah, they want to, wanna, they can three-peat. It's yeah. a guarantee. That's, you get a guy like D-Hop, I understand your point of allowing some of these young guys to take a step in the mm -hmm. right direction and get more playing time and expose them to that. However, yeah. it's about winning and winning now. And your window doesn't grow it starts to shrink. It starts to sure. close. Mm -hmm. If you get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, pair him with uh, Travis Kelsey. Well, Patrick certainly Mahomes, where DeAndre wants to go. I mean, we know where he doesn't want to go, and those are the two teams that have offered him, but that he oh, we had a delightful him. visit. Okay, it was a month ago, and he still hasn't signed. Uh, can I? Chris Jones signed? But the, well, he's on the roster. He literally is signed. He just hasn't. He, <laughs> he literally, is yes. Uh, all right. Can I? So, I thought the Giants were an interesting one. Because we talked all year about how they didn't have receivers. Correct. And, and Kadarius Tony, who could he play for and win a Super Bowl? Uh, but the, they got rid of him. Richie James gone. Now, they did draft Jalen Hyatt, but I would almost think you would want him to learn from a veteran as well. So, I like that. There are two teams you didn't mention that I'm going to throw out to you get your take on. Okay. And then Wilds can uh, go wherever he wants to go on this. One is Cleveland. And it is not just because Deshaun Watson is there, and obviously he was awesome with Deshaun, but it's because they don't have a true number one, in my opinion. Go ahead. Cleveland? Yeah, I, you think Amari Cooper this year is going to be a true number one? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, then they, even, okay, they could have, he would still help. Donovan Peoples-Jones, their number two right, right and now. Elijah Moore. The, so you don't think they need? They could use I'm not DeAndre saying they Hopkins. couldn't use Deshaun Watson or, or uh, DeAndre, Deshaun, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. The relationship is something that I feel like will be more enticing sure. because of their experience with one another. I just their feel like the clock, I feel like if you're the Browns, you gave up all that for Deshaun. Last year was a disaster. And if you're Stefanski, you have to win immediately. Like this could and so they, they are incentivized to be mm -hmm. more of a microwave it all in. And the one other team, you mentioned this team actually, is the Las Vegas Raiders, in that you have Devontae, who's awesome. 
You have Renfro, who is a very good slot receiver. Mm -hmm. I know they have Jacoby Myers. I get that, and they spent money on him, so that's probably not something they would do. But if I'm the Raiders, another coach who's under pressure, you have a very limited quarterback in Jimmy G. If you could have Devontae and DeAndre on the outside with Renfro on the inside, maybe that would be enough firepower. Uh, But those teams, so those teams haven't been connected to him, but those were two of the teams that I would, if I were running them, I would at least kick the tires on DeAndre Wilds. Oh, I thought that was great. Didn't make a ton of sense. But uh, because your Patriots, should well, be I'll one. just give we can put Greg's list back up. I yeah. feel like we're still number one. I'll address your concerns. Sure. I right, hear the Raiders, Josh McDaniels. If he wants to go play for Josh McDaniels, why don't you go play on the varsity team, not the junior varsity <laughs> Patriots? So the Raiders are out. Oh, the Browns. How what was their uh, the the Sean Watson, DeAndre Hopkins? Their best they ever did was get uh, lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yeah. So that's the ceiling. So that doesn't work. And if you're big on relationships, why don't you go back with your old coach, who's now the offensive coordinator of the Patriots and, by the way, is looking up to the greatest coach of all time. And then when we look at Greg's list, that all of a sudden went down. Yeah. You start off by saying, you know what, these teams have a little bit of cash to spend. Well, the Chiefs don't have any money. I know supposedly they're going to, you know, redo Chris Jones' deal to open up money, but right now they don't have any money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Bills don't have any money, and they're insulting. Not only DeAndre Hopkins, but also the Kansas City Chiefs said you can come here on a discount if, you know, you want a ring chase. So, by that rationale, we are the number one team <laughs> in position to get DeAndre Hopkins. And now, Greg, last time you were on the show, or just not maybe not the last time, but recently, we saw this video of Mac Jones working out, getting stronger, working on his mobility, working on his flexibility. And I... Said I didn't like this. I'm more of a mean exactly. potato. Exactly. That's exactly why you know, I have them at three and not at one. Well, turns out the Patriots, who are no stranger to unconventional workouts for their quarterbacks, well, this yielded some beautiful fruit because once we got to a uh, little spring OTAs, uh-huh. there's Mac Jones. Oh my gosh, I can't even see that. I need to put my glasses on, dropping bombs. And then the other day, he was at a charity event and he threw a 70 yard pillowy ball you that can a child caught. Look at these hash marks. Look at that. 45 oh yards. Uh, yeah, but I think it's longer. Justin yeah. Jefferson just did that and hit the goalpost. I didn't see it. I think that was a, a fake commercial. So there you go. <laughs> so, uh, Patriots at number one. So, okay, let me ask you this, Greg. Where do you think he will go? I honestly think he'll end up. With the Titans, I thought so. I think there was a weird Vegas movement on I that saw yesterday. That. I didn't like that, I, and 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 largely because he's he's being honest, like he wants to get paid. So like, I, the, you, it's right. not even. It, we'll pay you. I'm. It's yeah. It, it, like pay I know up. a lot of players make it seem like, oh, I want to win championships. If he wins, great. But ultimately, Deshaun or uh, DeAndre Hopkins wants to get paid. Which the and I don't begrudge anybody that. That's like no. Totally, you everyone can have their own priorities for you know their professional life. Obviously, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to make you upset. If DeAndre picks the Bills or the Chiefs, I don't think you should be bothered. I think it should be like, okay, because even you will acknowledge the Bills and the Chiefs, certainly the Chiefs, are far better positioned to win a championship than the Patriots right now. If DeAndre picks the Titans, I think it would be devastating if you're the Patriots. Because I would imagine the money's around the same, and then that would be picking Tannehill slash Levis over Mac slash Zappi. We just have to pay up. We just have to pay up. Well, hey, please. you do. I mean, yeah, just do it. I mean, it's, the been, love a, of God. it's, it's been a we did the celebration of his visit a month ago. Maybe we're freeing up more money. What, okay, maybe I, don't know, I gotta look at the cap. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's oh, it. God. You know, after the break, I'm gonna study the cap a little bit, try to free up an extra million dollars and figure this out. This is a stupid topic. You don't need to watch this. <laughs> what did you say? You don't need to watch this? Yeah, no. The, the, if you're not watching at home, you should turn the channel. No, don't do that. <laughs> Welcome back to an all-natural show. Boston Globe had an article about five position battles to watch in New England. One being... The number first one, right? First one they mentioned. They were just listed chronologically. Okay. It was Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi. Uh-huh. And I, I put the quote in here because I know you guys are trying to make fun of me, but here's the actual text from Christopher Price. After a 2022 season in which the job went back and forth, not really... I mean, just for the record, it did one game because Mac Jones was hurt. 
Jones asserted himself as the starting quarterback in spring workouts and appears to be heading into camp as number one signal caller, obviously. Continues, that being said, if Jones struggles, it wouldn't be a surprise to see the Patriots turn things over to Zappy. Was that written by like just some random blog or something? Like I didn't I didn't see the source. It was the Boston Globe. The Boston Globe. The people well, that did not, spotlight. Like that, th- those people? <laughs> I believe it's a different, you know, news division. Okay, but the same, the same yes, mass. but it's not okay. as if Boston media is not, uh-huh. what? knives are sharpened. Well, I mean, they seem to be quite buttery for Zappy. <laughs> uh, I, th- listen, here is the only problem for you, Wilds, and this has been the problem all along. Okay. Which is you have put the entirety of the Patriots' offensive struggles last year at the feet of their defensive coordinator. Of their defensive coordinator cosplaying as an offensive coordinator. That's not fair, Greg. It would be fair if we didn't have a sample, albeit a small one, of what would maybe the story is Patricia and Judge got a short end of the stick because they had a a CFL quarterback cosplaying as an NFL quarterback because what here's what we saw. Let's look at two games. Here's if I say Trevor Lawrence had it, played 22 oh, okay. bad hey, games of hey, football. Hey, hey, ah, you know small what? sample size. Uh, you got hey, two listen, games here. I, I and I like Bailey Zappi. He's a the, okay, can we just show how Zappi did last year and how Mac did last year? Same coaching staff, same receivers. Can we show? When the Patriots' offense really popped, really sizzled last year. Well, 100% of Zappi's starts, they scored at least 28 points. Mm. 0% of Max starts, they scored at least 28 points. There were defensive touchdowns within this graphic. That were, did they not score any defensive touchdowns in Max starts? There's... Did they not? And even with those defensive touchdowns, they couldn't muster 28. Again, Bruce not at, here. You're so giving somebody... Zappy credit for defensive <laughs> touchdowns. No, I'm simply here's... saying that 100% of his starts, they scored 28. And 0% of Max starts, they scored 28. Yeah, Go ahead, I'm, I'm 100% with Nick on this, Thank man. You. Like, watching it... this Patriots team, even with the coordinators that they had last year, they looked better. They looked more confident in the plays the that they were putting in. seemed more excited. Everybody, everything looked better once Bailey Zappi got in. Is that not the, was that not the case? Did you not watch those games? Did you not ba- see that? Bailey Zappi caught a little caught a little heat. Yeah. Yeah. A little flash in the pan, they call it. The, he played well. If Bailey Zappi wins the starting job, I will root for Bailey Zappi, of course. I'm going it's a meritocracy in Foxborough. If he plays better than Mac Jones, then he should start. So you there's do been think there's zero a reports about of that. There have been zero well, reports of that right now. They, do you, so you do think Mac got all the snaps. You do everyone. You, uh, well, some of them didn't the, get everyone, but the, most. No, he got he got primarily my the point that I am trying to make is it should we talk about Belichick doing a you know a disservice to the team with the coordinators last year, and I agree with that. I do not. Th- I think it would be a disservice to the team to act like this quarterback position is lock stock Mac Jones. Correct. I think that. And now again, I don't think Zappy has some massive upside, but I'm not certain of that. I am pretty confident Mac does not have a massive upside. And so now Zappi's downside's probably lower. You know what I mean? The the floor is probably lower. I don't know. I just the the game and that game wilds and this is where I just want you to be honest with me here. Not that you're not always honest. The game was a disaster. No, hold on. The game that they went back and forth. Yeah, that was the f- most foolish decision making I've okay. ever seen. Okay, I get and that. And then Mac finished the game. Okay, I get that, but that's not my question. Was it not a little disquieting that the players and the fans seemed super excited. I don't know what was up when with Zappi I told you, I would have the, called security. <laughs> on the fans? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would have. On the I'm fans? done. Okay. I would have called. It would have been a lot of security there. Okay. All right, I, that's that, fine. Who's, ch- who's chanting while Mac Jones throws an interception? Fans start chanting for Zappi? Yeah. I would have called the special number. That the the number that says it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, There's section a disturbance. T- from here to there. <laughs> 
the entire <laughs> upper bowl. There's a lot. Yeah, right? a lot you of know disturbances. What? Okay. Not a They've fan. seen all that they needed to see. Bailey okay. Mac Jones is going to play excellently. Do I think he's going to throw four interceptions in the first half of a playoff game? No. No, because he won't be in a playoff game. I disagree. <laughs> you know, Jacksonville opens up their season against Indianapolis on September 10th. And on August 12th, Wicked Barley Brewing will release a 25.4-ounce beer called The Promised One. Oh, wow. Which is described as a hazy IPA. Yeah, Greg. More wow. Of a yeah. I went onto the Instagram, and I mm -hmm. saw the full description. Yeah. Which is a full paragraph. Okay. I was expecting, like, you know, notes of honey or something. Oh, like that. look That's at this. You're going to read this to read? us? What's According to a prophecy. This is a lot. Yeah, go ahead. A legendary prince is I, destined to save the Jaguars. So they say prince. Yes. And it's called the promised one. Time. Go ahead. From years of misfortune and bring glory to the team, this prince has arrived in Trevor Lawrence. Fans believe he possesses supernatural abilities, and he is often referred to as, referred to as quote, the prince who was promised. Okay. It goes I've on heard enough. From there, I yeah, I've heard enough. I think that's good. So here's the deal. The word foretold. We please. have, we, yeah, we have, we have mocked up the beers. The actual beer is much bigger. The, it's 25 ounces. This is like 16. We've mocked it up. I'm gonna give you each one if you guys would Thank like this. You. Here's the deal. While flattered, Wicked Barley Brewing. Yeah. And I am being told that you know they've been tagging me on Instagram. Whoops. They've been <laughs> tagging me on Instagram. <laughs> Sorry about that. How is it? Like I said, how we is just this fake thing that we made? Oh, it's—I mean, it's. You know what? I'm gonna reserve a judgment on its taste until I get a full answer on this. What's my cut? I knew it was coming. What? I knew my it was cut? coming. Why would you I, get a cut of it? Well, I don't know because I came up with the name you that they honored. are now. Yeah, and oh, Nick, did you really come up with the name? Well, I don't know. Go to Pro Football Reference, otherwise known as the Encyclopedia Britannica of the NFL. He has one nickname, the Prince Who Was Promised. What does Pro Football Reference say? The great Gitnick Wright deserves all the credit. And now... They've tagged you in it. That's enough. They've tagged me. I don't need social media followers. <laughs> I need some dollars you know on it. You know what this is, Greg? What? The disease of me. What do you mean? A little bit of selfishness. It is. That's right. You, you should feel honored mm -hmm. that they decided to take something that you initiated and branded and, and stole it someone. they didn't steal it what do you mean no they, they called they, it says the promised one you know what the prophecy wicked wicked barley brewing yeah. i'm a fan okay. so if you want to send them up to I, us i will have it you know what i it's might delightful. be a fan as well Nick we just have it. to work out a arrangement no we the, do not wait, what do you mean we do not it could be like brew getting paid in blue moons the, it, I, <laughs> the, if someone comes up with a t-shirt with Ellie De La Cruz's face on it and a lightning bolt, what about and it the says committee? The most what about the man. you made Brett Beach pay you for the committee warned you? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I did, actually. I did. That's it from Studio <laughs> Whatever. Oh, whatever. <laughs>